a look at what was happening at the time that this happened. They're sailing off the coast of Tuscany. They just started out. They're only about four hours in somewhere in that area when they hit a rock. It's nighttime, and they sail on initially, apparently with some idea of getting to a port or doing something else. Instead, they move on for some distance and begin to turn. If they had started evacuating at the very moment that they sensed that they had a problem out here, according to industry standards, in about 30 minutes' time, they should have had everyone off of this ship. Now, I want to stress to you the size of this vessel, because that's important. This is about two and a half to three football fields in length. It is much, much bigger than the Titanic. About twice as many people were on board at the time that this happened between all of the passengers and the crew. So you had a whole city moving on the water here, as you've often heard it described. It's very accurate. Nonetheless, they made this turn, and then they had to deal with the reality of what had happened to them. Hey, everybody. Todd Conklin, Pre-Accident Podcast. How are you today? Well, um, it just keeps getting uh, more serious. I was going to say strange, which would be true, but serious seems like a better word. And it's unbelievable to me how catastrophic failure and complexity play into the world right now. And we're just, we're living in the midst of this incredible case study. Although it's not a case study, it's real. There's no question about that. And that is giving us pause. And that is a big part of what we should talk about today. So um, I'm I'm getting some podcasts played that I wanted to, to get in earlier, but they were sort of overcome by events. But I love the David Provan podcast. Uh, what do you think about the Campfire podcast? I did get a great comment from somebody. They said, uh, we're perhaps the worst Zoom callers on earth, which um, is probably true. I am perhaps the worst Zoom caller on earth. I do change hats a lot while I'm on Zoom. Do you do this? So I've thought about ways to make Zoom calls more interesting. Uh, at least for me and maybe for the other people. I hope it's inter- actually, I don't care if it's entertaining or not, but, uh, I've got a stack of hats that I put by where I do the zoom calls and I just change hats, uh, many times during the call. I don't really say anything about it. In fact, I don't even act like it happened. I just do it. And then pretty soon someone will comment. I'll get a private message or I'll get something and then people will comment. So I've been doing that. I mean, that's trying to that's trying to keep me sane, as as sane as can be. It's um, it's 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 difficult to learn sort of this new reality. I guess difficult is the right word. It's a it's a big change, and change is never comfortable, especially change that's forced upon us. And this is one that's forced upon us. We're really being forced to think about, and we have been for a while. This is not new, but we're being forced to think about doing work differently than we've done it before. And being successful. And a lot of the data is now coming in that have studied uh, some of this information. The most recent has been around uh, distributed education. And it's really interesting. About 15% of the population of students thrive, really like it, are engaged. About 15% of the population does not like distributed learning, does not like learning via Zoom or being, being, being at home. And then you've got sort of the middle of the bell curve that's kind of cruising along but not really thriving. And that probably makes sense if you think about it because we so abruptly went into this transition, which, again, I would suggest 
is probably the only way to go into a transition transition like this. Because if we had to think about it, I, personally, I would never do it. I would talk about it, but I would never do it. Being forced into this transition has really caused us to rethink how we do things. And we're learning more and more about how to be effective through mediated communication, through computers and telephones and things like that. The hard one for me, I don't know if you guys, but for me, is I really miss facial expressions when people wear masks. I'm, I'm not talking ill on masks. I think masks are pretty significant, and the data on that really supports that mask wearing makes a huge difference. But I miss whether a person's smiling or not or frowning, you know, the, the nonverbal cues that help me understand how to navigate the context of the conversation. That part is uh, that I'm having to learn. I bet you are too. It's, it's a very interesting uh, journey. This whole thing has been a very interesting journey. There's no question about that. So we started with the, um, with the clip there of the Costa Concordia, and we started with what is perhaps one of the more interesting counterfactual statements. Had they stopped at the time of the gouge, they would have made a huge difference and had the boat cleared in 30 minutes. All those counterfactual ideas always play into this, but that isn't really why I played that clip. The reason I played that clip is because today I want to talk to you about something that's going on. So here's something that's going on. And and if you're interested, man, I'm super interested. Nippon Arnott and I have done some courses around the globe that are called Advanced Investigation Theory and Practice. And we're doing them because there people ask for them. I mean, it's hard to do a class when no one wants it. Well, that's actually, let me take that back. It's easy to do a class when no one wants it because then no one wants it. But uh, this class, people ask for. And you may be familiar with it. We've done it for a couple of years. And we had a couple scheduled in the United States this summer, which, of course, aren't going to make. I mean, because nothing's making. So we're having to think of new ways to do it. And, and we've done that. We have a new way of delivering that course. And one of those courses, it's actually colloquially called the Vegas course because it was going to be in Vegas, but it's not in Vegas now because um, it's really hard to have a conference in Vegas right now. And most companies aren't traveling, so it would be kind of uh, not very profitable to have it in Vegas. But nonetheless, it's the conference that was going to happen in Las Vegas, and it's now going to happen online. So Nippon and I have tweaked this pretty hard to make this effective online. What was a two-day little workshop, one day on advanced investigation practice, really this this idea of how to think about it, how to understand investigations, it doesn't really teach you how to do investigations because I don't really know how to teach you how to do invest. Every investigation I've ever done has been different. But what it talks about is how to think about doing investigations, the philosophical underpinnings of event learning. And then the second part of the class is an actual workshop on the Costa Concordia. And Nippon was fortunate enough to get to talk quite a bit to the captain of the Costa Concordia and captured all the video interviews and uses the video interviews to build this case study throughout the day. If you've not taken the class or even heard about the class, it's it's really good because we sort of set the table theoretically for what an investigation is supposed to do. And then we actually run through an event 
where you can practice doing what the investigation does. And even though you know the event or you know a lot about the event and you certainly know the ending, but you always know the ending of an accident when you do an investigation. So maybe I should not say this, but even though this event got a lot of news and you know a lot about it, the event itself is deeply interesting. Very, very interesting. You'll be stunned. And the, the interviews with the captain are profoundly impactful. So it's completely worth it. And it's available and you can be a part of it. Now, here's how it's going to work. The workshop itself will be July, or let me say it more kind of in the Old West, July, July 21st through 24th. And it's because these Zoom meetings aren't good all day. You know that, right? That's, uh, I can't even, that's, I can't even think what to compare that with. It's, um, it's basically a, a half day meeting. Really, it's kind of a couple hours, then a couple hours, four days in a row. And you can attend the first day or the second day is really no difference. I'm kind of, I'm sort of an idiot because I have no idea what the charge is. I, I didn't, I don't know that, but I'm sure it costs something. And you can sign up through events frame, E V E N T S plural frame and the course is called advanced investigation theory and practice or you can ping me and and i can help you if you're interested that is the story and i promised nip and i would talk about it and then i haven't talked about it so now i'm talking about it because i feel like i owe it to talk about it because there are some people that are taking it already so the class is going to make for sure it's going to happen but i think there's more room available and if you've got some time and we're interested in this, um, it's a really great opportunity, and it's available, so jump on it if you want to. It's kind of worth it just for the whole interview. This Italian captain is remarkable. It really is. When you hear the context, the story around the story, it's it's interesting. You'll, You'll see how it's so easy to stand in judgment of a bad worker but in fact, there's so much more depth and context to the story that becomes really pretty important for our discussion. That is today's podcast. A little bit promo I'm sorry, but uh, I promised I would do this, and so I need to make sure I did it. So that's what I had to talk to you about. Everything on this side of the house is happening. Uh, I hope I get to see you soon. I hope we can all see each other. I'm seeing that a lot of meetings are going fully virtual, and that'll be interesting. And I'm curious to see how impactful and effective. You'll have to tell me because I'll have my opinion, but I'm always curious what your opinion is as well. Take care of yourself. That matters. It's hard. This kind of chronic stress over time, you can really see it, how it's impacting us, and you can really see how it's impacting our notion around the idea of of, uh, risk, right? we're sort of normalized to this risk and at least as of today and today's wednesday the 10th of june 19 states in the united states are seeing a pretty marked increase in virus activity so the virus itself hasn't changed we know that Uh, what's changed is our perception of risk around the virus and that paradox between going back to normal and being safe That's the one that we're all challenging ourselves to manage. So we'll talk more about this for sure. Until then, thanks for your time. 
I hope to talk to you soon. Have a great day. Learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Be kind to each other. And for goodness sakes, be safe.